0: change is is happening yeah it's already, it's happening and it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse Depend in, in a way that depends on what we do right and there'll be challenges mm-hmm. but none of those challenges right now are going to end human civilization right they may, they may make it very difficult to live in certain parts of the world
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and they're gonna they're gonna bring challenges mm-hmm. but to but and that's why we have to address it
1: Tokyo
0: tonight. The tonight. the nice to be with you virtually
1: thank (laughs) isn't it i feel like that's just what we've all gotten used to so i'm yeah i don't know
0: it's hard to believe people may actually be three-dimensional i don't know if that really
1: (laughs) yeah i know i've uh i think after all this happened the first time i was actually with people in person it was it was i didn't think i was gonna have a hard time adjusting but it really was weird to go okay eye contact don't have to look at a ring light no. uh, <laughs> it was weird right.
0: you don't want to yeah and to shake actually if you actually shake hands it really feels weird it really
1: does, and I did. Uh-huh. I made that that awkward mistake in the beginning of like not knowing what people wanted to do, yeah, and like yeah. I just went straight in for the fucking handshake, and it was over after that. Yeah, like, that's
0: oh, right. You can be arrested for that now. I think. Mean. <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. Actually, right like... there's no COVID, so it's just uh, it, it's it's really nice to oh to, to you know. Although they still now for a lot, they're back to masks and stuff, but yeah, but yeah, there's no COVID, so for the whole summer, it was so weird for me. I got actually got used to not wearing a mask. Oh, wow. Zero cases. So.
1: Yeah. Is it what is it did, like how is it, how is Canada handling the whole thing, too? Because I know I'm. I don't, if in the US, we're just kind of boned depending on what state you're in.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it's that way. To some extent, it's that way. Canada's had its resurgences, but mm-hmm. I happen to live in a nice little spot with a huge moat around it and a province with a moat around it. And it's only got it's got very few people. So it's ideal. And so actually, it it really is ideal because the only way there's a big bridge that gets you in here and the only, and they literally stop everyone at the bridge and make them take a test. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really, it's great. If you can have a big moat, it's a wonderful thing to do. <laughs> I know you keep saying the moat thing and I'm like,
1: I got to dig a moat yeah, around yeah, my yeah. area. Yeah that's, right. um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I live in a small town in uh in New Jersey and it's kind of a beach town. So like in the winter, it doesn't matter. There's nothing, it's just dead. And I love it that way. Yeah. Because, that's
0: great here. This, yeah. That's the way it is here. I was just driving my, my dog to the beach. Mm-hmm this afternoon because after october 15th the national park which is 10 minutes away from me is is allows dogs on the beach so we just Mm -hmm. went for 10 or 15 minutes but it was so nice because nobody on the way there nobody in the it's just wonderful
1: that's fantastic yeah i know isn't it's weird how like i feel like i'm a i'm a basically a social person but i do really enjoy that time alone when i find out that anybody's not in the area i'm like oh this is so nice
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I'm, I always thought I was a social person. Frankly, as I get older, people uh, get kind of more annoying, so, right? I'm so yeah. glad
1: you feel that way too, because I, I like I like when my circle is getting smaller and smaller. I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is so nice. I don't have to deal with anything. Um, I loved your your paper that you had today, your essay that you had basically on uh, climate change. And I haven't gotten a chance to read your book yet, but I've read a, a lot of things you've um, written about climate change and that you've talked about it. Um, is it weird that I find comfort when anybody talks about how much time we have left? <laughs> Is it weird that I'm like, oh good, as long as I have a date.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and, but you know, but at the same time, it's really, it's really unfortunate. That's the, and it's, there's so many things that are happening on the left. Cause I'm basically been on the left, you know, politically mm-hmm. much of my life. And same. and it's just so sad for me to see all the nonsense. My piece in the most Street Journal day was things about the left. But, right. But but I also get really upset when, pe- when people on the left start saying we have 12 years left. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a congresswoman who's from very close to where you live, who's right. very famous in the, in the Democratic Party, and you know, you know we're do- our children are going to die in 12 years, right. and that's just the worst thing you can do because it just it just detracts from the whole thing and makes everyone say, well, this is just nonsense. And so, yeah. just as I I have no patience for climate change deniers, I have really little patience for people who decide that. The, the, the nollie is doomsday, the necessary way to get people's attention, but it has to be doomsday in 12 years. or Because right. that's a, I mean, climate change is is happening. It's yeah, early, it's happening and it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse depend, in, in a way that depends on what we do. Right. And there'll be challenges. Mm-hmm. But none of those challenges right now are going to end human civilization. Right. They may, they may make it very difficult to live in certain parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to they're going to bring challenges. Mm-hmm. But to, but and that's why we have to address it. We have to address it because unfortunately, the only reason there's a rush is not because we're going to die in twelve years. Right. Because in fact, the, the real impacts of climate change will be gradual over this over this century, at, at the at the fastest, and maybe over a millennium after that. Mm-hmm. But but the problem is, it, it, I, I think I called in my book the Las Vegas effect. Then the, what what goes in the atmosphere stays in the atmosphere, and <laughs> and and, and uh, with when it comes to carbon dioxide anyway. And so right. all this every year when we dump ten billion tons of carbon into the atmosphere, which is what we do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: five billion of that stays there. And and so if you want to keep the total carbon amount less than a certain level, every year you wait, it becomes more dramatic after that. And that's the only reason that there's some urgency, because if we'd started ten years ago, we put 100 billion tons of carbon in the atmosphere. And, and, and by the way, for this is too technical, but but I'll <laughs> say it anyway. It, the, before human industrial civilization, there was 600 billion tons of carbon in the atmosphere. And in right. the last 10 years alone, we've dumped another 100 billion tons in the atmosphere. And that's why, you know, if we'd started 10 years ago, it would be less demanding and challenging to try and reach those goals. But anyway, we're not, right. you're not going to... I. Climate change alone is not going to kill you in 12 years. There might be a lot of other things we'll do. Sure. And, and including, you know, global tensions that may result in, and that sort of thing, if you want to, since, since we're talking about dystopia. Right. Um, Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's
1: a funny thing. I think that people don't address sometimes. Whenever I hear people talking about climate change, they talk about one specific thing and not the domino effect that all these little details are going to have on our lives, on the way uh, psychologically we handle shit. And let 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 me give you
0: let me give you an example. Although I've heard people dispute this, so it's not ironclad. But but Syria had a huge drought. Mm -hmm. Whether it was due to climate change or not, one doesn't know. What did it do? It led people into the cities. Uh, that people would leave their their farms and and go to cities, which right. caused caused of course a lot of uproar and 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 problems. And and that led to basically the civil war in Syria, which mm. led to tons of of uh, of of now immigrants, tons of people trying to get out of the country, and all of that because of a drought. And so there can be these these uh, massive geopolitical impacts. Right. That may be due to climate change or something else. I yeah. I, I was once on a program well, I used to do a lot in Australia called QA. and mm-hmm. and I was always amazed because you know the, there were all these conservative members of parliament who, <laughs> at that time, they and they still do. They they take uh, they take boat people from uh, Indonesia who are trying to 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 uh, emigrate illegally, but nevertheless trying to better their lives by landing in Australia, and they put them on this awful island or well, many of them die. It's it's just it's just like goes back to the 18th, 19th century. Right. Anyway, but I, I but the same people, these same politicians, were were against doing anything about climate change. And I said, well, look, you know, you have what 500, I don't know how many people, 200 million people in in or in Indonesia nearby. Mm-hmm. And when when and they're low lying, and when that when the sea level rises and there's no place to live, you're gonna look around. Where's a big empty place that's close to them? <laughs> and it's and, and it's Australian. I said, if you have a problem with a few thousand boat people, try a few hundred million, you know, yeah. and, but it didn't, it didn't have any impact.
1: Yeah. It's weird. It's the same kind of thing where even with COVID, I feel like people did not prep in a way that made any sense. I, I don't know why the message never gets out there. That's like, you know, you do a, because you'll prevent BC and D from happening. And then we can curb whatever. They always just focus on scare tactics and what the scariest thing is instead of just explaining it and as soon as people hear too, something too frightening they're like I'm turning it off none exactly. of it makes any sense anymore yeah. there's nothing
0: I can do the world is doomed I'm just going to forget about it exactly Yeah. so instead you want to empower people that's why I wrote my book you know which is just the science to show that anyone can understand the science and then right. you can think about what's sensible and rational and maybe vote for people who are sensible and rational if such people exist yeah and, well, and yeah, uh, yeah. it's hard and anyway so so that was the reason i didn't talk about any policy in this last book of mine because that turns people off i have friends yeah. of mine on both sides of the aisle who basically don't want to be told what to do and if you if you start talking policy they just don't stop listening but if it's just the mm-hmm. science then yeah. they could say okay well we know here's the problem and now we want to do X or Y, and then you can have po- rational political differences over that. But exactly, anyway. because
1: I think you're right. I think inherently people want to be part of solving the problem and not necessarily told exactly what needs to be done to sell the problem. Because how many times have we been, you know, uh, accessory to someone else's agenda,
0: no matter what exactly. the thing is? And the minute the minute that happens, when you think you're part of someone else's agenda, then you, you just stop listening. Then it colors yep. the yep. facts. They go in one ear and out the other. I mean, suddenly you say, okay, this person is an ex, mm-hmm. liberal, conservative, you, whatever you want, and therefore I'm not going to listen to them. And <laughs> therefore what they have to say isn't important or, right. or even relevant. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. Of course, it's a property of our times. It's really, really uh, – on my own podcast, I try and, and have conversations with people who with whom I may differ. It's yes, strange, it's I agree. And it's nice to have such com- – without yelling and, in, 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 mm-hmm. you know, into – well, because I people I can say still this. Don't... Remember, without turning into Dan Eckroyd on Saturday Night Live, remember, <laughs> I know what he used to say to Jane Curtin. But I oh, yeah, say of it. course, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah,
1: okay. yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is like I, I still don't understand the, the idea or where it even came from that you have to legitimately hate somebody because you disagree with one or two things. They've, I, I don't understand it. I, my, I have friends who subscribe to that kind of behavior, and it drives me absolutely insane because no, I feel that, like that... that's how you crush ideas.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, what my P pe- I had a piece in the wall street journal today, and that's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. In in universities, which would be the last place to right. try and crush ideas. Right. And when, and it began, you know, with it, with MIT basically doing just that, we don't like you. Here's a professor who's going to talk about climate, you right. know, it turns out climate change and astrobiology, but we don't like what you said in Newsweek. So for right. the safety of our students, even though you're not talking about that at all, we're canceling your lecture. And that and and universities have become these places because of this thing called DEI, which really should be called D I E. Mm. Um, and uh and 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 it's and it's police, so there's nothing you can say or do that isn't if you disagree yeah. with the group think, then you're not even allowed to speak. And it's or you're not even allowed to be hired. That's right. the, and that's that's the worst thing. I mean, as an academic as someone who's taught at universities for 40 years, it's so disappointing to me to see them become places where you can't express your views because right. that's the last, Yeah, that's exactly what university is all about. And they and it, shouldn't be comfortable. It's education's supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the yeah. thing
1: is, is that those are the places where you should learn about the duality of human nature and not to be, you know, fucking spearheading it in a direction yeah. where it's just like, no, it's 100% purity. And, and plus I always felt like, especially in, in a university or whatever it is, you know, uh, the good ideas always wound up kicking the shit out of the bad ones in the end of the day. You know, well, what I that's mean? what like, happens. That's yeah. the way
0: it works. That's the wonderful thing about free speech is eventually you defend your ideas and you have discussions and the good right. ideas. And that's how science works. That's how all intellectual activity is supposed to work. But, but you know, but somehow you have to shield people because somehow uh. words are going to damage them forever. And, and I, <laughs> I think I wrote a piece once, but I'm old enough. I remember what they said in the schoolyard, what I used to say. Six and stones will break my bones. Oh yeah, the words will never hurt me, and their names will never hurt me. And, and I think, you know, sure they. But the notion that you're never supposed to be uncomfortable or even hurt mm-hmm. is just oh, so yeah. ridiculous. Because that life is full of times of being uncomfortable and, and hurt, and learning how to deal with that is part of being what we call a grown up
1: yes exactly when i was when i man i remember talking to my friends even when i was younger when i was in like high school and i'd always say the same thing like you have every right to be comfortable in your own home the minute you step outside that door it's a whole fucking playground of you know uh just shit you're gonna take in that's gonna be uncomfortable weird like if if there was stuff that if i stayed uncomfortable like the i always think about this and i think if there's a a term for it or whatever it is but basically like you know, when I was growing up or whatever, there were life experiences I had when I was younger that I was, you know, I mean, my, uh, you know, my dad had, had, had not been the greatest dad, basically, right? And like dealt some drugs, yada, yada, but okay. like, and I, and it was always at like a party situation, right? So when I was a kid, parties equaled bad for me because oh, okay. I would get like a weird vibe, you know what I mean? But when I got up, got, grow up, I was like, you know, I would go to parties and I'd feel weird, but mm-hmm. I was, you, you had, I had to process that shit and then go, sure. okay, look. Either I'm going to be, A, the loser who doesn't get to have fun when all my friends are having fun, or I'm going to get over this, and I'm going to fucking have some fun. And I did the other thing. And I feel like no one does that anymore. They all walk around with the I'm okay, you're okay buttons. Yeah,
0: like you're, you're once you're hurt, you're you, it's impossible. You're damaged for life. Right. But I, oh, yeah. I keep going back to something you said, which has been distracting me. You said, you're allowed to be comfortable in your own home. I thought, geez, who's comfortable in their own home? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I grew that's up. Great. I remember growing up. I didn't feel comfortable. But anyway. Then
1: yeah, 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 Well, now look at you. You're you're bragging about your lake and the kayaks beforehand. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, um, I know. But how right. good are we, how here's, here's a so back going back to your your thing though. How do you think that humans will, you know, eventually be Come up with something because I keep seeing in the news every now and again, maybe on Unilad or whatever it is, you know, uh, somebody's working on a weather machine. You know, some some weird things like that Where literally I saw one where they, you know, I don't know if it was they were having a drought somewhere, whatever it was. And they literally just shot stuff into the air. And it was this giant machine. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it's crazy clouds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How uh, do you think there's like it'll it'll force us almost in the same way, like, let's say. Uh, Covid sped up the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Well, like look. We had a pandemic- mean, think,
0: look. If you're talking about what's called geoengineering, which is yeah. the the name that it has now, mm-hmm. I suspect that that's inevitable. And 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 it used to scare me, you know, because it turns out if we if we if we shoot aerosols into the, into the upper atmosphere, they'll they'll reflect sunlight and reduce the amount of of, of heat coming into the Earth, and they, they basically counter the additional heat that's coming in due to due to Climate change you to CO two absorption. Right. And so and but the problem is, and the reason I used to argue against it strongly, is that well, it may do something else too, and we yeah. don't know. And it's complicated. Uh moreover, the problem also or some people may call it the advantage, when you're dealing with carbon dioxide, it's a global issue and all countries have to contribute. But but to do this, one country just can decide, like the Soviet Union or the United States or Russia or the United mm-hmm. States, saying we want to do this and boom and shoot it up there and affects the whole globe. Right. But the reason it isn't as worrisome to me as it was before, and I think it is inevitable that, it will, that it'll be tried, is that unlike carbon dioxide, these aerosols have a half-life of about a year in the atmosphere. Oh. So if they if they screw things up, it's not going to, I mean, we'll learn about it relatively quickly <laughs> and say, okay, we <laughs> right. should do it again. But so, but you know, that's one, one possible solution. And mm-hmm. I suspect if things get, problematic enough that we may be driven that because a lot easier frankly look it's a lot easier to do that than uh, reduce carbon emission Mm -hmm. and that's one of the other reasons people have been against geoengineering is it makes it it seems like once you do that you say well we don't have to worry about carbon anymore and that's not the case so so people don't want to give people an out really but i think it's probably going to happen how
1: on how honest do you think scientists are about their? Because I see like I've seen you speak on on these news programs before too, and like Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, and all those guys. You know, um, is it frustrating for you to do? You feel confined when you're doing a news show that you're not getting maybe everything you need to get across in the short. Amount? You know what I mean? Because it
0: it's yeah, hard to tedious, talk to the but,
1: public. It, yeah, you know, sure.
0: you have to learn how to do thirty second sound bites. It's very. It is. I mean, you know, radio or or internet is one thing, but TV certainly I've had a long history of being on doing these things on TV and, yeah. and it is frustrating because, you know, it's a two minute at best. It's maybe a two to three minute interview on TV. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's every now and then uh, depending on the subject, it's longer. And, right. and that's hard to get anything substantial across. Moreover, <laughs> <laughs> moreover, I've done so many morning shows where, where, um, you know, there's usually a man and a woman as the guest, sure. you know, as the host, you know, yeah, and, I've done them too. Yeah. And, and beforehand, <laughs> Well, first of all, most of the time they're looking in to see how they look, but um, before, <laughs> but but then then they're like they're terrified because it's science. Yeah, so I always have to say. I, I remember I always have to sort of pat them and say, "Don't worry, it'll be over soon." <laughs> you,
1: know, <laughs> you know, I'm, that's you know, I'm the one that's
0: supposed to be nervous, but they're very nervous, and so yeah. and that comes across. I think so. It, it is problematic, but but nevertheless, I think it's worth trying because so many people watch TV sure. and and. Um, and and once you once once you, if you're if you can have fun, um, mm-hmm. then 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 it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, this wasn't an interview, and it, it, but you know, I remember it was actually eight minutes long. It was supposed to be six minutes, but he 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 didn't listen to his producer. But I did oh. the the Colbert Report with Stephen oh, Colbert. And, love, and that and yeah. and that was you know. But once you start having fun back and forth, it, it's you know people relax. But he's he was great. So. Yeah, he's he's
1: fantastic. He's, yeah. he's so so yeah. quick. Um, yeah, I mean, cause I, you know, I, I try to feel like as somebody who like kind of reads about this stuff all the time too, it's, you know, again, even with the COVID stuff, I feel like, my God, I feel like there's no good way to get out information anymore. I mean, like you've got your podcast and stuff too, and you know, everybody's trying different mediums and stuff like that, but it's like, I always feel like, uh, slightly bad for the scientists, it's just the frustration that you guys must feel. We were like, we
0: know. Well we don't always know. Well we don't always know. And that's the important thing. I mean, that's the the thing that also is frustrating. And it's really important if you're a scientist who tends to speak to the public or Mm. speak to reporters. Reporters want definitive answers. Yeah. And they they and they'll always say, So this is this, and you'll say, Well, we think there's a high likelihood. No, no. We don't want to hear a high likelihood. (laughs) We don't want to we want to hear that you know. And you know, if you're being interviewed, there's a Mm. real pressure to try and please the person who's interviewing you. Yeah. And, and so a lot of scientists get trapped by that and say right. things beyond the domain of validity because they're really responding to someone who wants certainty. Mm-hmm. And science rarely provides certainty, it provides, uh, you know, strong indications or or suggestions which should meant to be tested. And, yeah. and so that's a, that is a real problem. That the other problem, the other big problem is journalists in general are, are taught that there's two sides to every story. Right. So, I mean, I used to defend evolution on TV and play, and, and they always, you know, their feeling is they got to find someone who is a creationist, right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I used to say that gives the wrong impression Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you want to have the right impression on this table, there'd be 10,000 scientists on one side and then this crackpot (laughs) on the other. And, uh, and, and the point is with science, one side is just often wrong. Right. And so, It giving the sense that it's he said, she said, or, or that, or that we, you know, we have to have these debates is, is unfortunate, of course, at the forefront of science, Mm -hmm. there's lots of, you know, debates because we really don't know what we're doing, but when it comes to well-established science, we don't, we don't have to have a debate about whether the earth is flat, although we do if you're an NBA basketball player, I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but, but, uh, but we shouldn't have to, you know, that's settled science. And so, uh, but journalists really like to. To always have a contrary person on because they feel it somehow gives balance. But it it's really gives the mis, uh, the public a misimpression, especially mm-hmm. if the contrary person is very well-spoken, Yeah, they usually are and all the rest.
1: Yeah, they seem to be getting uh, better, at that kind of a thing and it, it always kind of worries me because it's like you know the democrats seem to do a lot of this shit too where they where they think somebody's gone or defeated you know what i mean they're mm-hmm. like ah, right. we took care of that guy with a tweet yeah. like and some... i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was thinking you know what i mean it's like it's like yeah i don't think you really did though like there's no there's no definitive way to do it because they just learned to be better or the next yeah. guy like look at like you know i mean they they basically you know Trashed Fox News for God knows how long, right? And that was like the worst thing out there. And now there's Newsmax. Yeah, yeah, those Those guys. Yeah, those guys seem to do it really
0: better. Yeah, yeah, and I understand Trump's making something that's even worse now. I just read in the news. Oh my God, I know. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, some kind of. So, but but one wonders. But the interesting thing is, it's amusing to me because it'll become a competitor for Fox and and all those others. And so, you know. It'll be interesting. Anyway, yeah, it'd it'll be it'll, nice if they wind up guess, all eating,
1: eating, eating themselves. Yeah.
0: I don't think it'll be interesting. Actually. I think it'll be depressing, but we'll see. <laughs> no,
1: I know. Just one more thing to add to the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it frustrating for you during COVID and stuff like that with the, with the amount of misinformation that was put out there? Like, do you guys feel, you know, just between all these social media platforms and all the wrong stuff getting out? Like
0: it like, is very right. Well, the, 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 yes. But at the same time, I think I wrote pieces on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the public wants answers and expects scientists to know, right. What's going to happen with COVID is this vaccine going to work? And the whole point of science is that you don't know in advance. And so, so I was very frustrated in the sense that people were looking for definitive answers. How many people are going to die? How, you know, what do we do? Uh, How effective are masks going to be? And the answer is we don't know until we test it. Yeah. So it's very, and that doesn't play well on TV. So that was frustrating to me that, that, that the whole point of science is to te- is is to test things and find out the answers and and to expect scientists to know about even the causes of uh, how the 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 met uh, the mechanism of COVID was remarkable. Now the fact that it was almost superhuman that people figured this out in a matter of days or weeks, when normally <laughs> takes months or years. Right. But even then, to know you know you don't know how these things are until you test them in a large population in one Correct. way or another. And and so that was the most frustrating part to me. I think. But on the other hand, I loved it in the sense of, 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 of you know, I remember I remember when at first I didn't love it, but no, I remember I going around my town and it was like empty and there were no traffic. Yes. And and I thought, wow, it's just like it's a, so a much more pleasant in that sense. But I'm but, glad uh, you said
1: it because I feel the same way. I, I keep t- my friends and I quietly, you know, sometimes keep talking about how. Uh, you know, like in the beginning of COVID, I was like, man, I felt like a sense of relief. I was sleeping better. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was no, nobody was around. It was basically like the walking dead. There was just all the
0: streets <laughs> and highways were empty. Yeah. When yeah, especially in New Jersey, I mean, you know, the point is that, uh, yeah. Where if you're in a place with a lot of traffic, boy, it was nice to, but also for me, actually what it did do was it, it produced a time I like, I, I almost never had before where all I was supposed to do four events in Europe and in Asia and, mm-hmm. they, and, and, and travel elsewhere around Canada, I think, and, and England and all of the, every trip got, of course, canceled right away So I'm mm-hmm. not traveling, which I used to do a lot. Yeah. And, um, and I don't have anything else to do. So it was really wonderful because mm-hmm. I did something I'd never done before. I mean, I wrote my last book, The Physics nice. Climate Change, which I, which I wrote I've never written a book without having a contract in advance, but I just said, "Look, I can't be a first responder. Right. I can't. What can I do that's useful for people?" Nice. Um, so I did two things. I did. I record every day a five-minute physics video as well and and mm. explaining something in physics. You know, because I thought, okay, well, I can do that, and people like that. And right. then I thought, I'll write this book. And I wrote. No, I. The shortest it's ever taken me to write a book is a little under a year, wow. and in, I wrote this last book in ten weeks. Wow. I, there was no. There right were, for the first time in my life, no distractions. I mean, I could work eighteen hours a day, and I still, it still amazes me that 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 I was able to do it. So yeah. in that sense, it was nice, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of slowed everything down and put stuff into perspective too. Like there were, there were just, you know, with all my dates and stuff being canceled for touring and it just kept going on and on and on. I was like, well, you know, I started to exercise muscles I hadn't before. We started to do zoom shows and then, yeah. you know, putting this kind of a, this started during the pandemic and, and I started interviewing people I really liked and respected and You know that took off and then um you know it just slowed everything down to to a nice i
0: also we also my wife and i discovered we could live together and it was okay
1: (laughs) that's i had just gotten out of probably bad timing i just left a relationship right when it started and i was like can we rekindle (laughs) getting like a core group or something (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it
0: was it, because I usually travel a lot, and I wonder what you know. Well, we drive each other crazy. And yeah, it was really nice to find out it was actually pleasant to be home.
1: Right, my dog, oh, my yeah. dog
0: loved it as well. So anyway,
1: oh man, oh th- my cat, the same thing, man. I, I, it was so at first he was kind of like you're here a lot, and then he was like immediately got used to it and
0: would not leave me alone. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I hate it's... leaving my animals now when I go. I'm yeah, away. I have to go on a trip in a few weeks for the first time in a while, and
1: oh, I, I
0: hate god. it. I hate it. Are you going? Anyway. Is
1: it a, is it a vacation trip or is it like a business trip?
0: No, no, it's it's to record. It's to it's to do a few things. I I'm recording a few podcasts in our oh, studio me. in Phoenix, oh, where sweet. I haven't been back to uh, since early summer. Wow. And I'm also going actually to Las Vegas just to, to spend to do a a show at, at, with my friend Penn Jillette And oh, uh,
1: I love Gillette. Oh mm-hmm. my God, he's so great.
0: Wait a minute, when are you going
1: to Vegas? Because I'm going to be there January 29th. I've got no, no, I'm
0: just going in a few weeks. Damn it. Sorry, oh, I was going to say that would have been fun. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> I was going to say so, like, because I Richard Dawkins just really gotten in, gotten to like, uh, you know, a kind of a thing on Twitter recently.
0: Oh, he always of, gets I don't know his most recent one, but he often gets. Yeah, these yeah. things.
1: He does, <laughs> which I think is kind of frustrating because sometimes I'm just like, especially on my, you know, our side of the aisle, the left or whatever. But I'm just like, could we just let scientists be scientists and just speak plainly <laughs> like it's their job to just think factually about a thing and logically about a thing and it may not always be sensitive but you need to shut the fuck up so they can get to their point you know like it drives me
0: insane like do you it drives like, me insane too but it's not just scientists everyone should be like oh to, i know just, uh, okay. and richard you know speaks his mind and and and, mm-hmm. and and plainly and of course if you ever do that you'll offend people and and um right that's, i think that's a good that's a good thing actually.
1: yeah exactly i think it's kind of swinging back the other way now though Thanks. it's not i mean he's
0: not he's not dave Chappelle, but he's, he's oh okay. i
1: know dude that thing is so unbelievably fun you know what i i have no patience for people who start a sentence with i didn't watch the special but and i'm like then fuck off i don't want to hear
0: it yeah you know I, and I, I mean i'm sure i'm like a lot of people i watched it i mean i would probably watch it, it eventually the- anyway but i made a point of watching it when i heard about yeah. it and then i thought what's the what's yeah it's the big deal i mean I just thought, what's yeah yeah what's it the deal He's brilliant. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And none you know, of and and, and and for example, and I'll be even a little serious. I haven't talked about Well, I'll talk about this in public. Sure. But, um, you know, so my background's Jewish, right? Right. There are a bunch of jokes that make made fun of basically Israel, right? Yeah. But I'm not traumatized or think no. my God, he's going to bring about, you know, a- a- anger and violence against Jews because he made right. a-, a joke. Yeah. Anyway it's insane to me that we went from you know years ago where the right was the
1: was the group who was trying to assign some kind of correlation between lyrics and action or or video games and violence or movies like how many times was tarantino back in the day in the news all the time for saying that he was causing all this shit and then for some reason the left started to adapt it and and they're the one you know i always say i'm now i just say i'm uh uh, politically socialist and comedically conservative, because <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever side lets me joke about whatever the fuck yeah. I want to joke about, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and that's, I mean, I talked, I, I, I did a, a long podcast with my friend, uh, comedian Ricky Gervais, oh, and right. um, and 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 we had, and and you know, we point out, I mean, it's ridiculous, you're not the things you're not allowed to say, uh, but, you know, but he's, I remember you said he was uh, he was working out, which was a surprise. <laughs> um, and 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 I'm um, I, I you know stairmaster at a hotel and he's looking and and you know someone's you know getting shot in the eye and he said you know I, I, you know give me a break I mean that's that's okay yeah but uh, but you know I'd rather I'd rather have you know have have seen a breast on TV than, than, than have to I was, so it's it's amazing it really is that 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 we don't and and I don't believe in policing. More or less any of it, but no, no. but that we don't make a big deal about the violence that that, but we somehow say the language is going to impact people right. in an awful way if 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 seeing these horrible things doesn't, but the but hearing the, a word you don't like is somehow going to traumatize you forever.
1: Right. For some reason, it became easier to attack people who, who did, who did stuff like that. Cause, cause I think when at a certain point when they couldn't get the politicians and then obviously Trump got in office, yeah. they went after incredibly low hanging fruit. Well, I think people was, were
0: frustrated. You know, they were yeah. very frustrated. Trump, here's a guy who's clearly really should be canceled. He's mm-hmm. clearly guilty of, Every bad thing you say about him. Right. And, and, but, but he's impervious to it all. And so that I think I, I really do. And I'm not the first one to say this that a lot of the crap that's gone on since then is people feeling, well, I can't get him. I got to get somebody, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's exactly the way it's been. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that it's not even canceled. Like if they get Trump, it's literally just going to be, it's an indictment. It's the law. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm still hoping for the, uh, um, Al Capone uh, oh. Al, to, to, re- to reoccur, right? I mean, Trump, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, you won't get Trump for all the clear uh, legal things he's done and awful things, but maybe you'll get him for tax evasion like they did Al Capone.
1: Right. Did you know any of the guys in the like? I don't know how well or close the community is, but did you know any guys who were in his basically science division kind of aiding him? Who were like, <laughs> was that? Was that? I, I can't, I want to almost be a fly on the wall in that room when they're trying well, to. Well, he just, it. he
0: disbanded most of it. He didn't, right? He didn't, he did. I mean, he did eventually have a science advisor. He did, and, yeah. And, and I don't know if I knew that guy. I knew the science okay. advisors to Bush, the both Bushes, mm-hmm. and, um, as well as after that. In fact, I, I was. To, full disclosure I was during the campaign I was one of a group of science advisors for Obama in 2008 but um like but it. no I think he didn't I mean those people uh, friends of mine who have been the presidential science advisor have told me early on that if you're not if you're not appointed in the bureaucracy early you become irrelevant and so mm-hmm. it took a long time if, if one of these people is put in really late by then all the political machinations have taken place and all the people, all the good offices and all the other things and and right. that and, and so you know he it was a long long time before he, any anyone who uh, stupid enough to be a science advisor agreed to do it and by then i'm sure he was completely marginalized
1: right of course yeah um is there is there any way like i know that you, i've seen you guys all kind of collectively talk about scientists and politics and whether or not it's a good thing to get involved do you really think like do you think do you ever see yourself or anybody else that you know maybe kind of dabbling in that field do or do you think it hinders um scientific you know research if you're if well you're it in obviously
0: office? hinders the research but i i'm very political and i have it in my whole life and I, mm-hmm. and I there are various times in my life when i did think of running yeah uh back when i might have well i don't think i would have ever had a chance but yeah. but um i i seriously thought about running actually against john Mc, mccain when i was in Arizona, nice. because at that time he, there was no Democratic candidate. Right, no one yeah. wanted to run against him. And I thought, well, shit, I can run. I can run, and of course I'm going to lose. But what a chance to be able to speak, you know, have a because nat- it become a nationally known race, and you could, you could, you could speak, you could tell the truth. What a right. strange thing that would be. And um, so I thought about it, but then uh, it's so constraining. If you're a politician, you never, you can't say what you think, and you can't. Right, and and, and I, I, I thought. Uh, about this a long time ago that I could probably, I was fortunate at the time to have a, a, you know, a fair soapbox that maybe that I could do more by speaking out and, and, and critiquing. Yeah. And I could, in fact, not again, I'm not sure I would have even been asked, but I remember during the campaign, there were a group of us who were advising Obama mm-hmm. and then a, a number of members of that group became, you know, significant players in the Obama administration from, from um, uh, secretary of energy and 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 head of the uh, White House uh, science advisor to the president, but I was really happy that I di- that I didn't even consider that because I could that gave me the freedom to criticize Obama if I if I wanted yeah. to later yeah of you know, course anyway. yeah which is which is an odd thing to do I
1: feel like this I, I always think the same thing look I really would love to see a scientist in a in a in a powerful position somebody that you can just trust to do the the you know the logical things that need to be done but at the same time I'm like how swept up would they be in the machine in
0: order well to, you, know, or, you and, know and look and let's face it I mean a politician uh, is it's a job look it, 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 we shouldn't be naive the job of a politician is very different than that of a scientist the job of a politician mm-hmm. is to is to help convince people help bring people along and help in principle uh, allow disparate groups to to get together and make things happen right but certainly and all of those tools and techniques are not necessarily uh, 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 ones that a scientist or, would have over anyone else, and and mm-hmm. and so uh, it's not clear that a scientist, even a good scientist, would be a good politician. Or I mean, sure. lead to, you know, uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, I know knew both of Obama's secretaries of energy, and 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 um um and the first one, Steve Chu, was a friend of mine, Nobel Prize winning physicist, mm-hmm. one of the brightest people I've ever known, one of the most astute political academics I've ever known wow. and I thought wow when he goes to Washington it's going to make such an impact and then I watched him be basically completely stymied as 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 a of energy and right. and and it surprised me because I thought well here's a guy who knows how to you know maneuver in in, in 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 and um and and he couldn't so you know I think uh it takes being a leader is a different thing and a politician for better or worse is a leader although what they actually do is follow they what they try and find out what people want and then do that. But right. But, but uh, anyway, so yeah, there should be scientists and there's two, maybe only one. Now there used to be two physicists in Congress. There's one now from Chicago or from outside Chicago. I know Bill Foster is a Mm -hmm. PhD physicist. I'm not sure there's any other PhD scientists in Congress right now. Mm -hmm. And that is unfortunate because, you know, the God knows there's still enough lawyers and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would. That's uh, the thing that used to
1: drive me crazy. I'd be like, "Wow, how can how come a lawyer can immediately switch over to politics and not any other field? Like, you don't well, see it that of often." The,
0: I think. I guess I, I, I shouldn't say anything, good, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> we love uh, that here. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, because lawyers, you know, they they learn how to defend a, a point, whether yeah. regardless of whether they believe it or not,
1: right? Exactly. They're very
0: good at it. I mean, and and that's a useful part of the the legal system. Don't get me wrong, but Mm-mm. it it makes it. It it helps, I think, in that training anyway.
1: It's kind of funny. I've seen like, uh, you know, I always feel bad when science, some some guys go on these, you know, um, podcasts or whatever, and they'll be with a comic, you know what I mean? And I've never heard of the scientist before, whatever it is. And yeah. you can tell they're not good at communicating the knowledge yeah. they know. And it doesn't matter how dumb the comic is on the other end of the screen. Comedians are used to speaking, so it just frustrates the shit out of me. Where I'm like, oh, I know this scientist knows exactly what they're trying to say, but they can't get a word in. And it was a lot of that was going on during the COVID thing too, where they'd have somebody else to you know, balance it out, but they just wind up beating them over the head with pillows? Yeah,
0: well, that's the problem. I mean, you know, when I, I wrote this piece today about, well, that appeared today about the ridiculous diversity statements that are being required at universities. And, and sure. that, you, don't, you know, to have someone who's doing string theory or theoretical astrophysicists have to write a long statement about how they'll, they'll how, all their experience with diversity and how they're going to enforce it when they become a professor, it's just ridiculous, right? Yeah. Because they know nothing. But I used to say the same thing. Uh, the, for a long time, um, the, the the buzzword then years ago was, and this when I was chair of a department, I'd see junior faculty come in in order to get these grants, they'd have to have outreach proposals, how they're going to outreach and reach them out. These people have been working, you know, in a, off, in a lab for, or in, a, in an office for nonstop twenty hours a day to get their PhD done, and and most of them, many of them, don't have any interest in that. Yeah, but they'd exactly. have to they'd have to pretend. And what I and what I used to say is that, no, young scientists who are talented, should be doing science. There's some young scientists who are interested in communicating and they should be encouraged to do that. Right. But not all scientists. And as I used to say, most importantly, not only should not all scientists communicate, but most of my colleagues, I want to keep away from the public. Right. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. You don't want them to get tainted um what do you do you do you guys know it's dab- not that
0: they'll be tainted i don't <laughs> I think the, the impression, <laughs> right right it's the other way around the impression the public will get it'd be awful. yeah i got you
1: yeah okay. that makes more sense um do you guys do you guys kind of dabble in any of this stuff Where, like you know i mean I, i've been you know people joke around about it and some people are dead on serious about it but about uh you know how in 2012 when the hadron collider they were messing around with that they basically said that ever since then We've had one horrific thing happen, uh, you know, after the other. I I love playing with that kind of stuff because I know it's not likely, but it is so much fun, you know. Yeah,
0: that's that's good. I I haven't heard that, but oh, yeah, it was supposed to destroy the world, but I guess it was going to do it much more quickly than it has been. I suppose
1: literally, some people are like, I think either some of the theories are it has destroyed the world and we're being slowly sucked into a black hole and it's kind of you know, uh, shifting everything apart, and that's why, like.
0: No, you know, if we were going to destroy the world, it would happen so fast we wouldn't know it. So that's the good part. You like that. <laughs> see that and, is come. See that's. Yeah, oddly no, enough. if we were going to do that, yeah, exactly. I that's mean, if we going to do that, would hit you before you knew it happened. So, so at the speed of light. So, and it hit, and it didn't. As far yeah. as I can tell, we're still you around. Guys have some kind of early, like,
1: like because if yeah. I was a scientist, this is what I would do. Do you guys have some kind of early warning network that you guys are all on? Where, like, if if something bad is going to happen, all the scientists are going to know before the regular people.
0: Oh, I think if something really bad going to happen, none of us would have any events warning. Oh, okay. It'd be a, no, really, yeah, it'd just be gone <laughs> unless we're. And it may have, it may have already happened. Maybe we're in all in hell. I don't know, but but Maybe. uh, but yeah. I just like, but, you, even, know, like right, you know. Regarding, I will tell you one of <laughs> you talked about Richard Dawkins. I don't yeah. think he did this in a in a tweet, but it was it's in his book because mm-hmm. um, he talked about the Large Hadron Collider, but then he points out that the editors that they made a typo. <laughs> it became the large hard-on collider and and and...
1: (laughs) oh that's fantastic anyway oh that's great yeah i feel like uh you know i I just like the idea that like you know how like when a when a you know bad storm is coming all the animals kind of rush into one direction they flee the area i'm not kidding like i feel like if a meteor is going to you know, something's going to happen, and I see all the scientists I know kind of yeah, chilling right, out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, where the fuck are they going? You
0: know? Well, you, you know, but that's a good thing. And, and, you know, one of my editors, long time ago, for the, uh, I think, one woman who edited my, my, the physics of Star Trek, then when I wrote that, oh, um, love that, said, you know, yeah, people poo poo science, they, you know, they, let's say Trump or all those other people, but, you know, when the aliens come or when there's a big disaster, right. who's everyone going to turn to right away? Exactly, and it's just like the day the earth stood still. You know what's going to happen. It's yeah, and it's true. And I, and I, I, I used to make a joke about it I, when I criticized George W. Bush's administration, which really was the precursor for ignoring science, um, and they were awful mm-hmm. at that. Um, yeah. But I used to, but it was I used to joke about the fact that here's George W. Bush saying, "Well, you know, when we teach evolution, we should teach intelligent design because we don't know what you know. What, both sides equal." But then it, the avian flu. Came up and, and he gets on the TV and he says, We have to figure out how, how fast this is mutating and evolving, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, Sure, when there's a disaster, immediately you buy the signs
1: because, <laughs> right.
0: you know, that's the way. I mean, if when you know, COVID, right? I mean, you didn't see people say, Well, you know, let's pray.
1: I mean, yeah, some yeah, yeah exactly.
0: But, yeah, but um, you know, or let's look at the sky for, for, for signs. Although to
1: be fair some of them were like you know the guy at the deli said this isn't anything to worry about so
0: <laughs> yeah well that's true i mean yeah, exactly there's that there's a lot of that but i mean but the point is when it comes to those kind of things people suddenly give up their skepticism of science mm-hmm. and and oh yeah um, well they used to have. and, and I, who, I who would have ima- i would never have imagined that that yeah this miracle of a vaccines are developed and i would have thought people would be flocking and some people were but the, the skepticism. I mean, it just still blows my. Mind oh yeah,
1: it, it blo- yeah, yeah, it blows my mind too. I don't understand it. I don't even understand when people say, you know, they, I I don't understand people not being able to weigh the options either. Like yeah. even if you, even if you're like, look, we don't know what the vaccine's gonna do to us, which whatever. And but, like, but you do know what COVID does to you, so yeah, you do exactly. have to weigh those options.
0: Well, the people are not good at risk analysis. There's a, a, a lot of it, uh, studies about that. People mm-hmm. aren't good. You know, they don't want to do this, but then they'll get in their car, which is a lot more dangerous. But yeah. Same. I mean, so let's say this vaccine. Yeah, one out of every 10 million people has this has this you know uh, side effect. Mm-hmm. But you know, one but 0.5 percent of the people who are getting COVID, you know, were dying and. And and right. one one in ten million, you know. So, but it's it, when you hear that, it's like people just don't rationalize uh, what what risk really is. And I I right. used to sound very very uh, non sympathetic, I guess. I used to be frustrated. Uh, I, I remember I was frustrated when that idiot was on a plane and tried to light his shoes. Oh, and, yeah, and, and then we all had to take our shoes off, right? right? And I'm thinking and 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 I just made the point, not that I want to advocate this, make it clear to your listeners. Sure, but sure, look, so if if that plane had gone down and if there if there were ten planes that went down every every year because of of not requiring people to have their shoes uh, taken off, right then that the, there are there's something like you know what two hundred million people or four hundred million people a year fly, Okay, and right. so be three hundred people, a thousand people die. You'd still have a one in, in in twenty million chance of of having an accident, yeah. and you wouldn't have to go through all this rigmarole at the airports. But right, but but it's it's you know. But I understand that if if there's that, if people are aware of a potentially lethal thing, they'll mm-hmm. go out of their way. If it's in their face, they'll go out yeah. of the way to avoid it. If it's not in their face, you know, if it's if take take you know. Coal, right? I mean, people are more people die every year because of coal than sure. certainly nuclear nuclear uh, disasters because right. of, but it's not in your face, yeah. And and so it's much more dangerous to have coal fired power plants than it is to take a to take a, a, a COVID vaccine, right? But you'll, but you'll find with a, almost a hundred percent accuracy that the people in favor of coal burning coal are also uh against vaccines
1: yeah exactly do you do you think it'd be better if people communicated more the idea that because I, I feel like this is not something that is uh, mentioned a whole lot but long covid and the fact that it's got a more cognitive uh response to you know people are having memory issues um yeah. one of my friends is still suffering from long covid and he you know, he was expressing like he couldn't, you know, uh, handle basic controllers and stuff like that. And like it, there was normal function stuff that he was huh. doing. He noticed little little ticks that that were, you know, messing him up. I huh. don't think people talk about long COVID that much. And I think no, that's the no. greater uh, concern.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I had COVID. And you what did. did you just say, what did you just say? No, I just said, <laughs> but, but, I, but I did. Have, there was a joke. I mean, I mean, it was the last part was a joke. Right. You know, I, know I I had COVID in uh, in last November a year ago.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, does that bother? Do you, Do people like? Do you think that if people talked about that? Because I don't know how. Like, you know, um, I don't know how much that people are aware that that's a, that's a thing. That even if you get it, the potential that your body may not handle it well enough, and that it may last longer. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, may yeah. Affect you that way, I don't know.
0: Um. Well, I don't know either. Out. I mean, it, I, I mean. It, well, I look. It, all these uncertainties freak people out. But I think the. Um, the bottom line is uh, you can try and protect yourself against it and also yeah. and 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 also the story the long covid thing is of concern but one has to realize that most people mm-hmm. don't don't have those issues and so right fixating on the on the unlikely possibility is um it's you know is what people do because people are afraid of everything nowadays yeah. but well, I but mean, in I
1: juxtaposition know, with it, with the vaccine where there's no, like so far, what, how many, 6 billion people have taken it and the, there's no, you know what I mean? If you're weighing the yeah. options, I feel like that, that helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And people ask me, you know, when, when I got, cause I, when I got COVID, it was, you know, I didn't know, most people didn't know people had COVID and I, and, right. and uh and I, and I told people that, you know, they said, well, what? well, what happened is, and I said, you know, well, I, I can't, I can't play the piano. You know, I can't play the piano. Right. And they'd say, what? And I said, well, I couldn't play before either, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's great anyway yeah
1: uh, i look you touched on the alien thing before so i gotta i gotta pick your brain so, about this a little bit too okay. uh do you when you see that stuff that like because obviously that blew up the tic-tac thing the whole you know flying around whatever yeah yeah do you guys just gonna have a ball with that kind of shit too where you're like you know we're never gonna you know it's it's ridiculous or do you do you actually kind of buy into it a little bit
0: well the the um no i don't buy i mean i've written about it and of course i get hate mail sure. because of it Right, Um, people want uh, you to say that they're here. You know, (laughs) they visited, and and they're not here, and they're not—they're not not here, and they haven't been here. Right. And not coming. And, 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 uh, I don't know. The so, guy on
1: ancient history on the, yeah, on I know. Channel, well, yeah. I think that,
0: that's right. The whole ancient history channel. Yeah. The whole history channel is, I got to get my is, hair to look UFO. like his so people can yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about. The whole, that whole channel is. I used to do history channel shows and now it's all just aliens. Oh, I know. It's all conspiracy. It's, it's Hitler and, and aliens. That's the only yeah, thing they yeah, love. It's two thing. Hitler and aliens. Isn't there a movie by that title? But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Um, if there isn't, we should do No, that. but, but it's frustrating because people want to believe, as Fox yes. Mulder did, and and I understand. I'd love it, you know. To, I, I I it's. I hope you know it, that we're not alone in the universe. But I also recognize the likelihood of, that we'll ever know that is right. is almost zero. And so, it, it, as I tried to actually in my book, the the I guess the physics of Star Trek, or, or what I wrote afterwards called Beyond Star Trek, mm. I basically pointed out that if you try and think of all of the the, that 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 all of the how actually unlikely it is given the laws of physics for this to be happening
1: yeah exactly that the
0: most the most ridiculous possible alternative ex- explanation is more likely than the likelihood that uh, uh, that it's alien it's aliens anything you mm-hmm. see you do the likelihood that it's people coming from another star system to to kidnap you and do weird kinky experiments on you <laughs> is so <laughs> is so small That uh, and and Richard Feynman, the famous physicist, who's a a hero of mine, Mm. uh, you know, said it's the UFOs are much more likely due to the known irrationality of humans rather than than the unknown rationality of aliens.
1: Right. That makes I mean, that makes you'll you'll love this. So I don't know if you saw this in the news the other day, but Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. had said, um that uh, using the term aliens for when they arrive is a derogatory George word Of course
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're already sighing I love it
0: we're already yeah. yeah no i'm I'm surprised we're already, yeah, we're already um we're already worried picking... about the aliens I mean we're really the aliens the poor aliens should not be you know they should have equal rights and equal uh, <laughs> when they should get have equal here. number of aliens in all physics departments. I mean yes. we should you know because uh no, don't I call can...
1: them. Don't call them the wrong name when they're sifting through your hole when they get here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you yeah exactly. That.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, th- I think the problem is that yeah, it gives it gives illegal aliens a bad name, I guess, but maybe not because aliens are anyway.
1: There's a couple um, things though. Like they 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 were talking about some legitimate things. Like I mean, I a recent paper that I read that just came out about um, black holes and actually like basically they do think that there's. Um, they they create another gal or they, what do they create another like if you universe? go in yeah and another they, universe that they actually does yeah, come out no, the other no. side and the other thing was the gamma ray bursts I guess are not those signals I mean I don't think they're but like that stuff interests me well that's like,
0: interesting because the gamma ray bursts are meaning more energy right than you can imagine then the sun in a second uh, billions of times more energy is being released than the sun is going to release in its entire lifetime sure so that and that power from that you can only imagine the only way physically we know that can come out is to have a supermassive billion mass solar mass black holes eating things. And then the energies work out. Um, right. And, so and, they... but most galaxies have supermassive black holes in are. we're kind of fortunate. And maybe one of the reasons there's life in our galaxy, I don't know, is that the, ma- the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy is only, um, a few million solar masses, not a few billion solar masses. Right. And, 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 uh, uh, that may. Who knows? That may be uh, really vitally important. That you maybe you can't have life in galaxies that that have such supermassive black holes, billion solar mass black holes, because of the radiation that's ultimately emitted might uh, basically vaporize or 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 uh, destroy life on in in any part of the galaxy.
1: Do you have any interest in going to space?
0: Um, <laughs> I used to say that. Uh, in my first marriage, I I thought about it a lot, <laughs> but, but um, no, <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> oh well, you got that's me great. in a good mood tonight. But um, uh, um, anyway, no, th- yeah, I mean, I I when I was a kid, that's I I had a I'm old enough to have been around when Apollo when they landed on the moon, and I was I was uh, fourteen, and mm. um, and uh, I, I had a command center. I stayed home from school. I wanted to be the first, I was Canadian. I grew up in Canada. I wanted to be the first Canadian astronaut, but I, I, I was just fascinated. I would have loved to, I'd still like to walk on the moon. Um, yeah, but yeah, who would have? I, but, uh, and so, so if I were given the opportunity, I might, I might consider it. But on the other hand, it's, you know, I, I can watch, I really feel like I'm on the Mars when I listen and watch the rovers and see the yes. stuff that, come um, and so do I need to do that? No. I mean, would I, maybe like my friend, you know, um, William Shatner, would I go up in one of those vomit comet uh, six yeah. rides? <laughs> maybe may, may that, but you know, but it's people don't realize it's very dangerous space exploration, but I, yes. I, I look romantically, I'd love to go to them. I'd love to walk. Sure. To them. Yeah. I do it. If someone offered me, if Elon Musk Offered me that opportunity, although I don't think he's going to be doing it. He'll mm-hmm. go around the moon. Yeah, I yeah. consider it. It's you know, the idea of walking the moon is something that I found romantic. I, Mars, no, no way, no way. Yeah. No no, way. Why would I want to go to Mars? There's, a, I feel so bad. Trip, you die yeah. on the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad for those people who are going to be signing up for that first Mars mission. Mission to basically just wind up, you know, disappearing. <laughs> for, yeah, I mean, are, are you know. killing each other on the trip.
0: Well, yeah. first of all, it ain't gonna look. It's not, and 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 I know Elon, and and but mm-hmm. I think the people who think that we're going to Mars and in was in, in my lifetime or maybe even yours, I think it's. I mean, yeah. that what not we, but that ordinary groups of people are going to be going to Mars right. and colonizing it. That's just nonsense.
1: Right. I it's agree. It's just so
0: expensive and dangerous. Yes, I expect we'll send astronauts who will land on Mars sometime maybe in the next 40 years. Right. That'll happen. But but colonizing Mars, come on. I also always want to be like, have you guys ever read The Martian
1: Chronicles when you were in school? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like nobody remembers that book. Uh, yeah, you know, and Matt Damon. How many people want to eat potatoes all the time? I mean, it's really.
1: Made out of your own shit. Although that's where well yeah. I live.
0: There's a lot of potatoes. But um, but even <laughs> I, and that's a lovely book, by the way. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, 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 it doesn't matter. But it's a it's realistic <laughs> in many ways, except it's totally unrealistic. You wouldn't be living on the surface of right. Mars for three years because you'd be dead from radiation.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing that people like. I've, I have friends that truly, one hundred percent, believe that they're on board, <laughs> that they're ready, that it's going to happen. And it's like. I don't know, you're not gonna make it, but it's whatever. that's
0: it, right. You know, yeah. anyway, yeah, it's it's true. Well, there are um, all these people who wanted to one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, oh, remember? I to serve that. humanity, you'd probably yes. before your are Okay, yeah.
1: Oh my god, that's so great. I love the Twilight yeah. Zone. I was just talking about that with somebody else the other day, too. That's a great show. Um, so I've got two more questions left for you. We ask every guest this. The hour's flown by, by the way, so thank you so much sure, uh sure. for entertaining us and me. I and- try to entertain but you yeah, put me hey. in that kind
0: of mood anyway.
1: Oh man, it's great. Um, so two questions. Uh, one is if you can go back in time and give yourself your younger self, a piece of advice that would help you today, what would it be? I, I know, giving, I know.
0: I, I know. I hate, I don't like to give advice. Um, oh, I would say, to this, you. Uh, the, the, yeah, I you know, buy Apple early. No, let's see. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, which I did actually, but, um, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, the other one, I guess, the more serious one would be, don't let the bastards get you down.
1: Nice, love that. Okay. Um, and the other one is, what had to end in your life uh, to get you where you are today? It could be good or bad, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about your career.
0: World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs>
1: well said sir well (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right well thank you so much man for coming on i really appreciate it and um you know we'll plug your book and and everything else and i hope you'll come back again and sure you know yeah thank you so much man it's very nice Uh, meeting you uh,
0: okay same here you take care it was a lot of fun dystopia tonight